When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped. The scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and... What do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hey, you're a good guy. (laughs) You're my pal. Uh, You're my best pal. (laughs) My best boy. You're not my best boy. Uh, Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of The Reality Is. And we're doing a scripted show today, me and Raheel. We're talking about the season premiere of season five of Succession. HBO's Succession. Did I say season five? I meant season yes, four. Yes, you did. Yes. The final season. Mm-hmm. Finale. Um, did you love it? I did love it. Uh, like immediately. Like, yeah. Immediately. You know, like that uh, previously on part. As soon yes. as I was on, I was like, oh, man, I love this show. I love it's- like usually I skip those. Yeah. Um, but this one, I was like, no, you know what? I don't want to be lost in this story at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I just, I, I love everything about this show. I love it so much. As soon as I hear the stupid strings and like the previously, <laughs> I'm like, oh God, <laughs> we're back. <laughs> we're back with these monsters. These monsters yep. even. <laughs> hey. Yeah. That's the name of this episode, the monsters. Um, mm-hmm. So should we recap it? I don't know. I have whatever you want to do. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't uh, write any notes? <laughs> I did not write any notes. And I should point out, 
I have about uh, 52 minutes before I can open my fast. Okay. So I am, I, I'm playing hurt, as they say. I'm, I'm playing oh, okay. injured. Um, okay. So I may, there may be a point where I may just fall asleep in the middle of this. Uh, <laughs> no, we're going we're gonna to pep it up. Okay, we're going to pep okay. it up. Okay. So we're back with the Roys, uh, these really rich pieces of shit. It's Logan's birthday. Um, the younger Roys, or as they're now called, uh, the new gen Roys, uh, Shiv, <laughs> Shiv, Kendall, and Roman are not at the party. They're in California, I think, and they're doing some sort of a startup pitch for a new media company called The Hundred. <laughs> the Hundred, by the way, I don't know if you want me to uh, interrupt in the middle or not, but The yes, Hundred please. sounds like a terrible idea. It just sounds, would you ever read The Hundreds? Well, the tagline for it is no everything, no limits. <laughs> <laughs> just is amazing like yeah. that's such a kendall thing to do be like that's gonna yep. be the tagline no everything no limits <laughs> what what does that even mean he says it's substack meets masterclass meets the economist meets the new yorker <laughs> <laughs> okay i have a question do you think that these three kids do you think kendall roman and shiv do you think that they're smart I think that they are smart in a way that I think they they have the I think they're just normally like normal intelligence like not I wouldn't call them intelligent I think above average intelligence right um, they're above average intelligence they're just average people like working class people like most of the people that are working um, you know that work right now that have a regular nine to five job yeah I think that's about as intelligent as any of us are, right? I think mm -hmm. the only thing that's different about them is they've been given access their entire life to really high-end stuff. Mm -hmm. So when Kendall is all buzzwordy with everything that he says, it's not because he's done research. It's just because he's heard this shit his entire life. So yeah. he thinks that he's having an original thought, but he's probably never had an original thought his entire life because... You know, he's just, he's, I don't think he's a very smart person. I think he's kind of a, a moron at the end of the day. But <laughs> do you think that they're smart? I think that, I think Shiv is smart. I think Roman is smart. I also think Roman is smart. I, I, I know think Roman is sure actually he, the smartest. I agree with you, actually. Yeah. Um, I think that, I think that um, out of the three of them, mm -hmm. I think Shiv. Okay, so here's my assessment. I think that Kendall is one of those like skirts by on his name and his um and his access and his buzzwords to pretend that he's like very intelligent and he's not. Shiv, yeah. I think, actively, actively tries so hard to be like smart and worldly, right? She tries so hard to be smart and worldly, but what she ignores in her but where she is still ignorant is the fact that she can never be worldly and relatable. And she thinks mm -hmm. that she is because she's like pretends to be like kind of like liberal and better than like her shitty yeah. rich family. And she's not Roman, I think, is smart because Roman is the only person who leans into his piece of shitness and is like, mm -hmm. I don't have to try this hard and I don't actually have to pretend to be somebody that I'm not. I yeah. am. I am a very wealthy person. I'm a piece of shit. And I'm going to like use that to get ahead in life so he's the only person who i would say is like at least real about his 
uh, about his circumstances, which I think is smart. I, yeah, and I do think that Roman act has actual like business insights. Uh, there's been a couple of moments, you know, throughout the show where that's come through. I think uh, when Kendall was uh, when he bought that company, which is, I think is kind of like a stand in for Vice. Yeah, uh, I remember the guy that I, I forget what the name of that company was. And then he wants to put more money into it. And Roman's like, no, you, we should just gut the company because mm-hmm. these guys are just assholes. I think that is, you know, good business insight. And then also that uh, I think in season two uh, finale, when they're trying to figure out who to, you know, send to prison um, in that discussion, Roman, I think he had some very good insights. He was cutthroat, but he was like, this is what we have to do. I think that's actually good business. You know, he has like a, he has somewhat of a business mind. I think um, Shiv knows how to present herself the best. Um, yeah. Uh, to the outside world but it also kind of falls apart very quickly because you know it's probably like two layers deep at most yeah um, all of her worldliness or whatever because it goes away uh, very very quickly so i think kendall's yeah. just a moron yeah kendall's just an idiot <laughs> yeah um so they're doing this thing there's a party going on shiv gets a call from tom who tells her about his sort of date not date with naomi pierce and suddenly the new Gen Roy's want to buy PGM from the Pierce family, um, I, which I guess PGM is supposed to be like the liberal news network and ATN is the or like, you know, they're supposed to be sort of like the liberal end of the news and then mm-hmm. or media and ATN and Waystar, Royco, whatever is the conservative, essentially Fox News, Rupert Murdoch. Right. Yeah. So it's, yeah. I, I, I look at it as like Rupert Murdoch. uh which is like the ACN side. And then the other side, I, I think it's supposed to be like the New York times. That's okay. what they kind of, yeah. You know, because they're like old and worldly, but they've been liberal this entire time and they're academics mm. and all this other stuff. So, yeah. 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 Um, do you think that Shiv only wants to do this because of her, uh, of how annoyed she is that Tom went on sort of a date with Naomi Pierce? I was thinking about that. Um, but I think it also for Shiv's uh, public persona, that's it's a good fit, right? Because she was uh, when the show started, she was part of. I guess he was still a senator at that point, or maybe mm-hmm. he was getting ready to run for office. That guy is supposed to be, I think, some sort of like Bernie Sanders standing, yeah. only yeah. younger. Mm-hmm. Um, so it would fit with her profile where she's like, yeah, you know what? This is exactly what I should do. I'm a progressive. And um, the things that dad is doing is actually bad for the country and all this other stuff. That's what I think she would like to say to people. I don't know how much she actually believes it or how much she actually cares about the bad stuff that her dad's doing because, you know, she's profited off of it her entire life. So, yeah. We got to talk about the profits at some point in this because, yeah. oh, God. All right. Back at the party at Logan's um, amazing, what is that, townhouse, whatever, that ridiculous place yeah. in the city. Um, lots of people are there. Greg has attended the party with a date with a ludicrously capacious bag. <laughs> Weren't you so happy to see Tom and Greg together? I think that's what I was happiest about. I was trying to figure out who my favorite characters are. And then I was like, why am I even, why is this even a question? It's been the same <laughs> since day one. It's both of those two knuckleheads. They're so good. <laughs> the disgusting <laughs> brothers. 
<laughs> that whole stretch where he's talking about her, her bag, her giant bag. He's like, it's ginormous. You could slide it across the floor of a bank robbery. <laughs> what are you putting in there? Flats for the subway? A lunch pail? You know, for all of like, you know, the like the horribly rich people that are on this show, the mm-hmm. one that I think um the one that is actually the worst when it comes to being a rich person looking down on people is Tom. And I oh, think what? it's because Tom knows what it's like to come from like, you know, humble beginnings. So it's yeah. you know, I, I I'm not sure what exactly what his background is, but I know he's from Minnesota. Um, so he knows what it's like to actually climb the ladder. Um, and once he's there, all he wants to do is just look down on people. And it is delightful. (laughs) It's so much fun. He is so gross. I love him so much. Him and Greg together, it made me just so happy. This date that... (laughs) that greg brings to the party is going around asking a lot of questions uh she asks logan for a selfie he leaves because it's annoying (laughs) um he leaves and he goes on a walk with his bodyguard colin and they go to a diner and i think it's very obvious that he's a little bit sad that like Mm -hmm. the younger kids didn't even show up to the party um and i i think i feel like i've asked you this before when we've talked about succession but do you think that do you think that logan loves his kids I think he loves his kids in a way that all parents love their kids. You just have to love them because they're a part of you. I don't think he is um, particularly proud of any of his kids mm. because, you know, he has like he's given them such an advantage in life. Um, and it's not like they have done anything to overcome that advantage. Right. Like yeah. they at, at, at most, they've maybe hit the ceiling of that advantage. But I really don't even think so. Um, you know, it depends on how, I guess you look at what happens at the end of this episode, but I don't know if they're very astute business people. Um, they're just his kids, you know, they just happen to be his kids. Yeah. I think that they're his kids and he just like, they're a constant disappointment to him. Just like, he's just so fucking sick of them, but he also loves them because he knows that he can't like actually be away from them. Like he also knows, I think that his children's well-being. I think that Logan thinks Logan knows that his legacy in the world is riding on the hands of these idiots that he's, uh, that share his name. And I think that that is a constant disappointment to him. And so he cares about them in the way that he knows that this is, they are going to, carry on his legacy and i think that's the care he has for them but Mm -hmm. not necessarily like a true unconditional love that like parents have but he does look sad he looks sad he's talking about like what happens after death and then carrie logan's friend assistant and advisor (laughs) calls roman and the kids to try to convince them to call their dad and i just like I love Succession because there's like business, business, deals, 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 this and that, this and that. And then you just have like somebody calling up their kids. Hey, could you call your dad? It's his birthday. <laughs> you know? I, I also like when, um, uh, what does Roman say? That you can uh, put his dick, you can put his dick back in your mouth. And she just, she just has no reaction. She just hears it. No laugh, nothing. She lets it pass. And then she just goes on with the content. Carrie's yeah. great too. 
Yeah. She's like, he's like, uh, are you sure that's what he wants, Carrie? And she's like, yeah, it feels like, you know, it feels like that's something that he wants. Like, I feel like I know him. And he's like, yeah, we know him pretty well, too. We just have never licked his giant nipples or whatever. And <laughs> she doesn't even bat a lash. She's like, all right, let's move on. Let's get it. But they don't call him. Um, also at the party, Connor is still trying to become president. <laughs> he's at uh, 1%. And he's trying to convince Willa to forego the big wedding so that they can try to not fall under 1% and um, become a laughing stock. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Connor. How do you feel about Willa? Okay. Um, I love her. Uh, because, because <laughs> first of all, as we've mentioned many times on this podcast, yep. sex, fo- sex workers are always number one. We always support mm-hmm. sex workers. Sex work is work. Um, you know, Willa has found herself in a really great opportunity. Yeah. Unfortunately, in this situation, though, I'm like, ooh, Willa, I think we're treading into broke waters. Like, I'm yeah. not sure how much money. He's, like, trying to spend, like, what, like, hundreds of millions of dollars on a campaign so that he doesn't yeah. come under 1%. <sighs> yeah. it's It might be time like to cut it off. Yeah. yeah. I love Willa. Um, yeah, this is when we get introduced to a new term, the disgusting brothers between cousin Greg and Tom. Um, Greg tells Tom that he's had sex with his date in the guest bedroom. <laughs> he says, bingo, bango, hit the bangle. Which feels like a you term. It feels like something yeah. you would say. <laughs> I have been saying ipso facto bingo, bango on my own for like 15 years. I was like, oh, and tom tells greg that the house is camered up and logan watches the footage back at night with a scotch (laughs) (laughs) uh so in the background what's happening is that you know the the rumblings are happening that uh logan was gonna buy uh pgn but now that the kids are entertaining the idea for PGN, we might be getting into a bidding war. So he's coming back from the diner and there's all this whisper, whisper, whisper. And I just love the tension of that. And Greg always assuming that it's something about him that's going on <laughs> in a company that is like playing around with like billions of dollars. Like, I just love that about Greg. I love it so much because not to say that it's the same thing, but I do think yeah. that when you're like a young person that comes into working any place, like I feel like this was my yeah. entire twenties, is I would like wig out over teeny tiny things at work, and I'd be like, "Oh my god, yeah. they're gonna, they're gonna fire me for this," and it was like never a big deal because no. there were much, much more important, bigger things going on. But yeah, I feel yeah. like that's so relatable about Greg. Yeah. Um. So Greg is is terrified, uh, and and then <laughs> Tom's like, "Did you, did you actually have sex with her?" And then he tells Tom that they didn't actually do it, but they put their hands down each other's pants and had a bit of a rubbish. <laughs> and Tom asks, "Did you rummage to fruition?" <laughs> Uh, oh god (laughs) at that point Greg is like well can I not say as if like he has any shame left (laughs) (laughs) yeah so he's convinced Greg that he needs to come clean (laughs) hey hey hey. (laughs) he needs to tell Logan what's happened while this other really important thing is going on 
Um, the new generals get to the Pierce home and Nan initially stalls on meeting with them because she says she's all but sold the company already to Logan. But, uh, and like, there's a lot of back and forth. Logan gets wind that there's a rival bidder. Carl finds out the, the, the rival bidder are the kids. And he says, butter my beef bowl. <laughs> I laughed so hard for so, like, I had to pause so many times because I felt like I was missing lines. Yeah. Butter my bean pole, says Carl. <laughs> Goodness. Um, Logan's advisors basically are Carl, Jerry, and Frank, and then Greg and Tom. Um, yeah, Tom's a big, I think, a big one. Yeah, but Carl, Jerry, and Frank are constantly just like, like they just they they are they're such quintessential like, not to sound like a an ageist or whatever. They just are quintessential boomers at work. Like mm-hmm. they just are like they're never gonna ruffle any feathers. They're always gonna like. You know, brown nose. Yeah. They're just going to say what needs to be said. And they are actually not very u- – well, Jerry's useful. But Carl and Frank, not useful at all. Yeah. It's it's basically just an extension of how, like, the kids are. And you see that – I think we see that at, at, at everybody's professional life. You There are a couple of middle management people where you're just like, oh, so you are just a dumb person that has just stuck around, that has gone unnoticed <laughs> – um, and you've been included in meetings, um, so you think you know what the hell you're talking about, but you really don't. You just, you just, you're just here. Um, but I think, yeah, but I, I do think that Jerry's different. Jerry's yeah. actually useful. Yeah. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to sixty percent on hotels. So whether it's cousin Kevin's kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin, or Becky's bachelorette bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Um, Logan, Logan tells Tom to call your fucking wife and tell her to get her own fucking ideas when he finds out that the rival bitters are the kids. Um, and in the midst of all this, Greg decides it would be a good idea for him to tell, tell Logan about the rummaging. So he goes and he tells him and then he comes back to Tom to report it. And he's like, he wasn't really upset. He just kind of smiled a little bit. So (laughs) 
So he's like, but you know, I kind of put it on her. Like I said, maybe she smokes some wacky tobacco. And Tom's like, yeah, so you told Logan that she's a drug addled cock monster. Uh, but she's she's asked to leave because she was posting on social media and Greg just being a spineless weasel lets um lets the bodyguard go and kick this girl out. Yeah. <laughs> I love him. Um the new Gen Roy's meet with Nan finally and uh first she's like it's a little too late and then after a little bit of convincing we get a we get a classic bidding war of the new Gen Roy's versus Logan and his advisors and the the playing around with the amount of money, like even in the beginning when they're like, yeah, so we'll do the Gojo deal and then that's like two bill and that's three bills. So we've got – that's like our nut. Like <laughs> just the amount of money that they're like playing around with. The fact that you can work on a project for like uh, – we're assuming months, mm-hmm. this – this uh, the hundreds thing and then literally throw it away and then go and buy a company – for ten billion fucking dollars, it's amazing. I also like when in the middle of that, um, when they're like doing the pros and cons, and Shift just goes. But we also kind of think the hundred sucks. <laughs> <laughs> yes, <laughs> she's like, but also fuck the hundred, like. <laughs> And I like Roman because Roman's like you were the one that was working on this. Like yeah. we've, I think like he's like slightly in touch with the idea of like we're like, are you sure that you want to just like throw this all away in like a second? Yeah. You know. So I feel like he's a, he's like you said like a little bit more business savvy. Um, so there's all this discussion going on, and then in Logan's war room, Logan's asking everybody to tell him jokes. <laughs> So then they all go around the room and they're like wanting to roast him and none of them really say anything <laughs> useful. They're just, ah, he's such a bastard. Oh God, I love Logan. Poor Greg is like, where are your kids, huh? He's <laughs> <laughs> like, where's your dad? <laughs> he's just still sucking cock at the county fair. <laughs> oh God. Um, uh, and yeah, they finally, they get the, they get the, off, the, they buy PGN, the kids, the kids buy PGN and Logan calls them. Finally, he does get to speak to his kids on his birthday and he says, congratulations on saying the biggest number, you fucking morons. <laughs> um, I got to point out, like, you know, Nan Pierce, who mm-hmm. I've hated, like I, I immediately hated Nan Pierce when the first time that I saw her. Um, if you remember her, uh, when they went to visit them at the pierce compound or whatever yeah um and like all these poor people are working on the dinner that they're gonna have and then nan pierce just walks into the kitchen and picks up like the giant turkey and then walks into the dining room as if like she made it and then she takes like applause for it so i've hated her since then and then even in this episode when she's just going oh i can't i can't i just i hate this bidding stuff (laughs) she's just driving the number up i was like oh nan you piece of shit i love you (laughs) yeah nan is like a quiet snake like if you look at it nan is more of like a shiv and logan is more of like a roman you know because they're both just they're both just pretending like Nan is just pretending to like be better than that and all that stuff. She's like, oh, like I can't, you know, I can't have have myself working with you like you are, you know, married to the head of ATN News. Like that wouldn't be. And of course, Shiv is like, no problem. I'm getting a divorce. (laughs) Um, 
But yeah, I love that. She's like, oof, I have a headache and I hate it. And then she's like, oof, this, te- this is terrible. I would hate to be in a bidding war. <laughs> amazing um, like these numbers get thrown around eight or nine and you know who knows what comes after nine and roman's like a b <laughs> is it billion <laughs> but they win the kids win everyone goes back home and uh shiv gets back to new york to get some things out of her apartment and she sees tom they have a conversation about the state of their marriage and mm-hmm. shiv says it's time to move on um, not before talking to her about how she and Greg are the disgusting brothers and they fuck models together and they tag team girls. And it's, it is, it is sad. Is it not? That whole scene was very sad to me. So I think the best scenes on this show, uh, have always been the Shiv and Tom scenes. So like season one, it was like the scene right before their wedding, right? Where they're talking about it. And it's, it's like, you know, we've had a whole season of them being a couple, but also being artificial to each other. And then they suddenly kind of fall out of that and they have an honest conversation with each other. And both of those actors are so amazing. Like they yes. are so good in those moments, like especially Shiv is just incredible yeah. um, when she's like emotional and things like that. So that was a great scene. And then there's a scene, I think, in season two when. On the, beach. Um, on the beach right when yeah. he says i'm I'm just unhappy or whatever and the same thing in this one i think it was the best scene in the season or sorry in the in the episode for sure um and they're just both so good like i laughed and then i felt bad for them because their marriage was uh dissolving um but then you're also like and then they like hold hands and you're like this is like i i'm feeling so many things just so good yeah yeah, it it made me I think the the way like she's like I I'll just lay down here but like you can be here too. And <laughs> they both lay down and they hold yeah. hands and it's just so sad because um I think that there is like a I think there's a wish on both of their sides that the other one was a little bit different to like make yeah. this work cuz I do think that yeah. there's love there. Also think like you were mentioning the different scenes in each season. So like yeah, season 1 you had that wedding uh, that conversation before the wedding season two, you had that conversation on the beach. And then last season there were two scenes. There was like one where they talk about like having kids and stuff. And she's like, I don't love mm-hmm. you, but I love you essentially. Or, but I let you love me or something like that. She says, but the very end of last season, when Shiv sees Logan put his hand on Tom's shoulder and she knows that Tom's the one that told Logan that the kids were yeah. coming to, you know, basically revolt against him or whatever that look that it ends on Shiv's face and Tom putting his hand on her shoulder. I still get goosebumps thinking about it because I do think that that's like one of the most uh, interesting conversations Mm -hmm. or the interesting relationships on the show. Yeah. Do you think they love each other? I think so. I think, I mean, I think they love each other as much as people uh, that are in that world can love each other. I, I, I don't know when there's that much money and power at stake, if you can ever put that stuff behind, right? I think mm-hmm. that stuff is always a consideration. Like, so you take away the money. I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know if these two people uh, end up together. Um, but um, I think within this context, I think they do love each other um, as much as people can. I think that they both see opportunities within each other too. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that Shiv enjoyed the idea that she would be like 
married to somebody who's or is married to somebody who's like you know not a richy rich that she like grew up around like he's a he's a small town guy who like came up and like yeah you know got climbed the ropes and did the thing to try to like come up in atn he's not like i you know he's not a rich guy he would he wasn't born with a silver spoon in her in his mouth so to her that feels like something that like is a badge like a you know a little pin on her on her lapel of things that she's been able to accomplish because she's not marrying a guy from like her community or whatever or like mm-hmm. her class and then i think for tom it's obviously that like why the fuck wouldn't he be wanting to be married to shivroy like that's a huge yeah accomplishment for him so i feel like they both find opportunities within each other but i don't know if there's um again it's like a very conditional love and i think that for shiv another thing is the fact that like now that tom is essentially logan's right hand he's kind Mm -hmm. of even above shiv in the hierarchy of importance and i don't think that that's something that she could ever find attractive and i think even for tom like tom says like oh would you like me to try to make love to you i don't think that that's a possibility anymore because there's nothing for tom to gain from shiv so yeah i i think if you take away that stuff right um even if you take away all the status or whatever i think both of them appreciated being loved by the other person like it is important like shiv found it nice that tom loved her and i think tom also found it nice that shiv loved him like it was important to him so that's when you know when they have those honest conversations i think that's what they're trying to get at because the rest of the time you know there's love in quotes but it's all part of like the like the the scheming right the scheming is the main Mm -hmm. thing um, and then, you know, whatever, wherever they can find the love for each other in the middle of that, sure. Um, yeah. But I, I do think that, I do think that, that, that they do love each other. Yeah. The final scene of the episode is Logan watching ATN News on the couch in the middle of the night all by himself. Just like a mumbly, grumbly old man, still working, still making phone calls, mm-hmm. still telling people that they need to do a better job. Okay. So sad. It's sad, but do you think that, like, Logan would want anything else in life? I don't think so. Exactly. I think that's all he cares about, right? Like, what What is he? If if he had happy um, children around him, would that actually make his life better? No. I mean, the children are the way that they are as a result of, you know, the way that he was, mm-hmm. right? They've grown up in his shadow. So I think that's exactly what you would – I think that's where he's actually the happiest, is when he is looking at his brand and he's looking at his company because he has four children, but his legacy, the thing that's most important to him at the end of the day is the company. The company is his actual child. Um, It's not any of the other children. So So who do you think I am in this group of people? Come on, come on, come on. This is a trick question. I'm Logan. (laughs) I'm Logan, and my podcast is my child. When I'm old, <laughs> I'm going to be listening to it, grumbling by myself in the middle of the night. Do you have that picture? I think you sent it a couple of times uh, in our family group of when what Kendall called Shiv, like how the outside world sees her. And oh. you said that this is this, this is how our brother uh, thinks of you. Oh, my um, God. It was from season one. It was like the conversation that they're having, I think, in like the first episode of season one. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. It's something very specific. And it is exactly, I feel like, how <laughs> you guys see me. He's he's not very. Not nice. you. 
Not you guys. Um, <laughs> let me look this up. Why don't you riff for a minute? Let me look, let me think about oh, this. No, yeah, I'm not riff. very good Go on ahead. my feet. <clears throat> so the Yankees have a new starting shortstop. His name is Anthony Volpe. I'm very excited for him. He's a 21 year old from Morristown. He went to oh. Del Barton High School. Yeah, and I'm very excited for him. He just made the opening roster, so that's happening. Um, <clears throat> the NCAA tournament is uh, at the Final Four. There's a couple of teams playing. I really don't know what to say about that. And oh, I have a question for you while you look that up. Okay. Do you root for any of the Roys? Are you is is there a protagonist for you? Oh, that's a really good question. I think I don't think I root for any of the Roys. I think I only root for Jerry. Oh. I think out of the Roys, and I just realized this about myself as I was watching this show and as I was watching like that last, uh, or not the last scene, but the scene when they're doing the bidding. So I think within the family, I root for Logan. Is that messed up? I think in a business sense, I, mean, I want Logan to win because he's the one that built the fucking thing. And I don't think any of the kids have really earned uh, their place. So I, I mean, think I root for Logan, which makes me a monster, I think. But I, it's only in the business sense. Um. Yeah, I mean, I don't think that you're a monster for that. I think that that's... That makes sense that you would, but he's going to die real. I know. I'm sure he's going to die. I know. I know that's going to happen. But like, um, you know, when they're like, like the kids win the bid, but it's not like they, it's like an artful maneuver that they did. They just had the bigger number. That's all it was. And that's what he's saying. It's like, you think you've outfoxed me. You haven't done anything. Congratulations on saying the biggest number. An idiot can do that. All you're doing is just, you know driving up the price and i don't think that pgn is worth 10 million no 10 billion yeah 10 billion dollars it's crazy <laughs> i know no you're absolutely right okay by the way i found the quote kendall says to shiv you're still seen and i don't see you this way but you're still seen as a token woman wonk woke snowflake <laughs> oh, uh, yeah I do feel like whenever, like, I do feel like whenever uh, Shiv starts to get very like liberal on them, or like starts mm -hmm. to like, there was a, in the in the in the um, what's it called the recap? There's like a, a scene where after they get raided, whatever Logan's like, he cheers, he goes to justice, <laughs> and it cuts to Shiv being like, ah! and I was like, that is like that is actually that would actually be my response too, but I yeah. feel like Shiv really thinks that she's like a regular person like me and not yeah. a, you know, a Roy, which yeah. I feel like that's where she loses me. Um, I understand why you would root for Logan. I think that makes sense too. I think if we're going to think about it from the business sense, then I, I root for Roman. Yeah. Because he's Roman, my second. Is, Roman should get the company. He's the only yeah. one that can be like as ruthless as Logan. Um, but I'll never forget the sex that he sent by accident to Logan. That was one of the best moments of the last season. So, Yeah, it is weird that we think that Roman is the one that deserves it. When like the first episode or the second episode, we saw him jerking off onto like the window. Oh my um, God, yes. And then he, all, he was also the one in charge of like that, that rocket launch. That, 
that explodes. That explodes. Yeah. yeah. But that feels like that is what ATN and like that, that feels like the kind of a shit show that, that that company should be. I mean, honestly, if anything, I want them to, I want it to crumble. Like I want it to fall apart. If we're being realistic, we're thinking about it in like real life world, world, yeah. right, real life words. Like, you know, if I existed in a, in a world where there was an ATN, which I do, it's Fox news, I would want it yeah. to fall apart. So yeah. I, I hope it does go to Roman and I hope he makes it explode like the rocket. <laughs> yeah. That's probably the right thing. Yeah. Well, that's it for this episode. I'll be back. Thanks for heel. Look right in time. Yeah. And you still have like 20 minutes before you break your fast. So there you go. Yeah, buddy. Bingo, bango. What did he say? Bango, bango, hit the bangle. <laughs> it's not even that good. Um, uh, anyway, uh, that's it. I will be back uh, later this week to talk about Vanderpump Rules and Summer House with my friend Maya. And um, and then I'll do a New York, I'm sorry, a New Jersey and an Ultimate Girls Trip recap later on.